Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that's basically blowing up social media these days. Oh, my goodness. This has been around for quite some time. And right now, apparently, there's a lot of people who have or are afraid of getting or have been exposed to RSV. RSV is known as respiratory synatial virus. Um, so actually, I'm just going to give you a description here from the Mayo Clinic because a lot of people say, oh my gosh, you know, how contagious is this? What's going on? Da, 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 da. So this RSV virus is a virus that infects the lungs and respiratory tract causing cold-like symptoms. Fact is, it's so common that most children have been infected with it by the time they're two years old. The virus can also infect adults and older healthy children. RSV symptoms are mild and typically mimic the common cold. So you may have had it recently, just nothing but a drippy nose, a little bit of a headache maybe, and a cough for a day or two. I mean, that's usually the basic symptoms of it. So self-care measures are usually all that's needed to relieve the discomfort. But... This is when people get really, really scared. It can also cause severe infection, especially for premature babies or infants. Um, Children and adults that already have lung or heart issues, they were a weakened immune system, can be susceptible to the RSV and a more difficult illness. So, like I said, it's so common that most children have already been infected by the age of two and most parents don't even know if they've ever had it and so there's just a lot of fear and fright out there that is unnecessary okay (laughs) to be quite honest um you know symptoms of this respiratory virus can be mild just it can be something just so mild that it's nothing more than a stuffy or runny nose and a dry cough It can also include a low-grade fever, sore throat, and a mild headache. Severe infections may cause symptoms like fever, higher fever, severe cough, wheezing, rapid or difficult breathing, and even bluish skin color, simply because the lungs aren't aren't able to access the oxygen the way they should, should. So then the skin will show a lower, will show a bluish color, which means a lower oxygen level. Obviously... Like all other viruses, it's spread easily through air droplets when the person coughs or sneezes um, near you. And so then you you can, it can pass on to you even just by shaking your hands or just through the air and through the mouth or nose. It can live for hours on hard objects like countertops or crib rails. Um, So if you touch, this is what cracks me up. So you have all these people running around with masks on and they get home. They've been pushing a shopping cart around the store. They get home and they take their mask off and they rub their face and guess what? All of the <laughs> the germs that they picked up on that shopping cart or when they were touching those items in the store, they've just exposed themselves to it. So just masks don't work, folks. <laughs> if you think you're not going to get sick because you have a mask on, you're delusional. <laughs> you just want to hide like an antimonium crudum child. It's like, don't look at me, you know. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. That's for another podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, this virus, this, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just mean. Okay. <laughs> but it's true. Okay. It's just very, very true. Um, so it's very easy to get this virus and most, and if you go out and about, you're, you're, you're exposing yourself to it. And like I said, it doesn't even have, you don't even have to be close to somebody. Somebody can cough 10 feet away from you or even further away and you can be exposed to their air. It's that simple. So because RSV and coronavirus, you know, the, the 2019 disease, um, they're both types of respiratory viruses and some of the symptoms of RSV or COVID can be very similar. So a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I have COVID or whatever. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> they can be similar, but they're not in that sense it, because, you know, COVID is a, a man-made artificial disease that tends to linger and cause all sorts of, um, you know, other organ issues. Um, but, and, but RSV, if treated properly and at the get-go, it's like I said, the uh, symptoms are nothing more than a cold. So what you know, we're going to go through some of the signs and symptoms here of RSV. And, um, and then we're going to talk about what we did is, I'm, I'm, so all of our members have access to this printable that I, I've put together. And the printable is just, just simply that it's like four, you know, five or six pages. I don't know what it is here. It's, um, actually, uh, seven pages long. <laughs> I guess it got kind of lengthy simply because I pulled a lot of rubrics and by rubrics is I took the symptoms of RSV and we pulled the symptoms from our repertory. And if you're not familiar with homeopathy, you know, um, join our members corner. It's great. We, we, we teach, um, and help people learn homeopathy really fast on there. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can Google it too. You know, we have in homeopathy, we have the materia medica, which describes all the, the remedies. And then we have the repertory, which describes all the symptoms. So what we did here is we pulled a bunch of symptoms of RSV and some of the remedies that are really popular for helping with that particular symptom. So like I said, I'm actually, <laughs> I, I can't stress enough that with homeopathy, it doesn't matter what illness you have. It doesn't matter even if it's chronic or acute, or if it's, you've injured yourself, you always treat the symptoms, right? You don't necessarily have to have a diagnosis, treat the symptoms. So what we've did done here is we've pulled some rubrics and we're going to talk about them. For instance, some of the the rubrics that a person, some of the symptoms a person with RSV might have would be a congested or runny nose. And as a matter of fact, that's when sometimes one of the first symptoms is that they just get a really runny nose. They might have a low grade fever with that at first, or they might just have a headache. But the point is, is we're treating the symptoms. So I pulled the rubric nose discharge dripping. Very simple. There's like 80, 80 remedies on there. And what I did is I highlighted the most popular flu and respiratory type symptoms are remedies. And aconitum is one of them. Aconite is an excellent flu remedy. And as a matter of fact, if you're familiar with my book, Homeopathy for Mommies, um, either one, we have Homeopathy for Mommies, and then we have Homeopathy Beyond Acute Care. But in the, at the beginning of the book, in the table of contents, all of the major flu remedies are highlighted with a green asterisk and aconitum is one of those remedies. Aconitum is one, arsenicum is one, belladonna. Well, we'll talk about, talk about those, but if when we pull this rubric that says nose discharge, dripping discharge, we, we've got 
many remedies to choose from. And so then you can come down and you can say cough, like the, like this person develops a cough, right? A dry cough. Co RSV tends to have a dry cough. And so when you pull that symptom, then you have several more remedies, not as many as the drippy nose, but quite a few. And so what you can do then is you can cross-reference, hmm, what remedies continue to come up? And so then you can go down and say fever. It's a low-grade fever with bronchial, bronchial complaints. And so then again, more remedies to choose from. And then a lot of times people will complain about sneezing with RSV. It's one of their symptoms. So we pulled nose, sneezing with fever. And then of course there's the headache. A lot of people have a headache during this, this fever. And again, the fever may or may not be high. It might be just a low grade fever. They just don't feel good. Hey, do I have a fever type of thing? You know. So again, we pulled that symptom. And again, we have so many remedies here to choose from. So what I've done on this paperwork is I've highlighted all of the famous flu influenza remedies from my book, which is Aconitum, Arsenicum, Baptisia, Belladonna, Antimonium Tart, Crotalus Hor, Eupatorium, Gelsemium. I've highlighted all those in green. And then I also highlighted some other remedies that are very, very helpful for the types of symptoms that we're talking about here. And I've highlighted them in yellow. And then we went down, we pulled um, different types of headache, like the headache in the vertex or the headache in the occiput or in the temples. And so then again, you can compare the types of remedies that are helpful for those symptoms or those rubrics. And when you start cross-referencing these remedies, it's so much fun to see how often Say, for instance, bryonia will come up. So the thing is, is within, with severe cases of RSV, you have, there's going to be the fever. There's going to be a severe cough. Um, but the problem is, is you can't just say cough. You can't just say fever when you're, tr when you're trying to find the perfect homeopathic remedy. You're going to want more details about the symptoms. So, for instance, the kind of cough. There are, we actually have a cough, a respiration, coughs and respiration mini kit. Um, it's, it's a kit of like 25 remedies. And then there's the, the types of symptoms that each one of those remedies would have if someone, for the kind of cough that they would have. And then we have another 40, I think it's another 40 remedies that we describe in there for the type of cough that are found in our original book, Homeopathy for Mommies, because so many, so, so, so many remedies will address a cough depending on the type of cough. Is it a hard cough? Is it a wet cough? Is it rattling? Is it dry? Is it short or hard? There's so many different types. And so you really have to get specific when you're looking at a type of cough. And that's why when I talk about the coughs and respiration kit, I also mention the really popular remedies in my other book, that it's good to have all of those on hand. And we have those in our family kit, The all the different remedies of from the Homeopathy for Mommy's book. And so it's like I said, these are just basic remedies to have on hand. If you're going to be treating your family with homeopathy, it's it's fantastic to have, like I say, your pharmacy stuffed away in the closet safely. Okay, so I I didn't pull a lot of rubrics there for the, the fever or the cough. I Because, again, we need more information. And you, you have to find that out by either observing your patient, if they're really small, they can't talk to you, or by asking them if they're a little bit older. So I put that on the paperwork here as well. Um, 
like I said, infants are the ones most severely affected by RSV. And again, they can't talk to you, but you can watch and you can observe their symptoms. And then you can pull the rubrics. Like, is their cough short? You know, is their respiration and having trouble with their respiration? And so you can pull those rubrics and you can pull that symptom and look at it. Um, and it's really interesting to say, oh my goodness, I know this remedy. <laughs> okay. So I don't want this podcast to get really long because I don't want to confuse people. But all I can say is that, you know, yes, RSV is, it can be a very difficult illness if the child has a weakened immune system or if they're already going through a stressful time. It's like stress causes a weakened immune system. And so I know like even for infants, if, if you know, it's great. The best thing is for them to be nursing from mother you know, to have, but they don't have their own immune system in the sense that they're, they're getting immunity from their mother's breast milk and they are s- subject to whatever she's going through. So if mom is calm and she, you know, everything is perfect and, you know, and the baby hasn't been stressed out in any way, like overheated, or like I said, if mom, if they've been with their mother and you know that all of that affects their immune system and so a lot of babies are exposed in the hospital you know, or, or when they you know they go to the daycare or whatever so those are the types of situations that will cause enough stress that the immune system just drops just enough that they become a subject to more than just cold like symptoms and they can actually get quite the cough I have um, and again you have to look at the their oxygen levels and um, you know, we've got, like I said, some of the remedies here that I've listed are excellent for helping just to treat the symptoms. And you can keep something that might end up really bad. You can end up helping them through it very easily and very quickly so that it doesn't become dangerous. I actually had a grandchild, oh my goodness, years and years and years ago when RSV went through the territory and, and she got the RSV. And she did have, her mom wasn't using a lot of homeopathy at the time. I, she, you know, she, she wasn't living near me. I didn't have access to help her, but I was trying to from a distance. It wasn't until I was able to give the child her constitutional, which by the time she was four years old, I knew. <laughs> um, but she had a chronic cough for all that all that time. She got over the initial illness, but she did have a chronic cough. And then when we were able to give her, I ended up giving her a remedy called Pseudomonas. It was a nozo that is, is fantastic for persons who have have gotten RSV and it's really been hard for them to kick, a lot of times they have found that pseudomonas is actually running side by side with RSV. And that's why the RSV gets so bad because the pseudomonas is also present. So she was able to get over hers with pseudomonas and her constitutional, and then she was fine. And it was, it was, it's very interesting how that can really, really help. So what I've done is I just want to encourage everyone to use like our members this month after studying this, I think, Oh my goodness, I just want all of our members to have this remedy on hand. So what we've done is we've made this nozode, the RSV nozode. And what is a nozode folks? A nozode is made. It's a homeopathic remedy made for made from the disease tissue of a particular disease. So it's, um, the nozode RSV is made from that virus. And so I wanted to make this available to all of our members. And so we that are belong in our members corner. And so they are part of our members pharmacy. And this month, 
all of our members can get this remedy free with a $100 order from our store. So they will get an email in the or in the forum um, with directions as to how to redeem their offer as a member to get this free nose out. And again, this is a perfect opportunity to tell any of you out there that if you would like to join our Members Corner and have access to this offer, to also other monthly specials and resources and my mini trainings, um, we also have a live Q&A every month, which is really fun. We also have an, an amazing forum that people, it's really active and people can ask questions. And the other members or myself will jump in and try to help with acute situations. It's a lot of fun. And sometimes it's just a question about you know how to use homeopathy. So if you're interested in that, you can definitely go to, you can members.homeopathyformommies.com and join us today. But I also would like to like say, encourage everyone to learn how to use nozodes and ask your homeopath. If you have any questions, there are a lot of homeopaths around the country. And then we have so many of our members actually going to school right now for homeopathy that um, they're going to become homeopaths. Some of our past, some of my past clients <laughs> are also have gone to school and become homeopaths. And so I just can't encourage enough people to become a homeopath because like, you know, oddly enough, people say, oh, Sue, are, are you not taking any more cases? And it's like you can only you can only have so many clients and and if you plan to take, you know, help them. But it is really difficult if if we had more good homeopaths, we could help more people. You know, it's, it's the hand holding until they get used to using the remedies in their own home setting. And that's why on my website, that's my main thing is to help people learn it enough to use it in their home setting for acute situations. Anything chronic or anything beyond that acute situation that you're not, haven't been able to take care of, you just, you call a homeopath. And there we have a list of different homeopaths or schools that you can call and get student, supervised student help for acute situations or even some chronic situations as well. So we do have access to help you get, find a good homeopath. All right. So with that, I would say to use the, the RSV Nozode, you, we're giving it away in the 200C potency for the $100 or more in our members corner, but you can also access it as um, and do regular homeoprophylaxis with a 200 and then even down the road use the 10M for homeoprophylaxis according to Dr. Isaac Golden's system of giving remedies. Um, and that will really help to protect your family for any future exposure. Um, but if someone should become ill. I have a list of remedies here and I'm just going to run through them really, really quick for you so that you could just get an idea in your head of the types of remedies you should have on hand. So like I said, I've listed these remedies here to have on hand in case RSV comes to your home. These are excellent influenza remedies and, you know, influenza or respiratory type remedies. Um, so anyway, and I have them highlighted blue or green, blue or yellow according to um, the green are the influenza type remedies that I have in my book that are highlighted with a green asterisk. And then the blue, I put bromium in here is blue because it comes up in so many of the rubrics. Anything with the lungs, bromium is really, really a helpful remedy for especially difficult inspiration. And then we have some other remedies highlighted in yellow and you'll understand why they're just excellent remedies to have on hand. Okay, the first one is aconitum. And this is the first stage of any exposure um, when I say exposure, I'm talking weather, fright. It's excellent for anything that has to do with 
the person having that, the initial stress, the initial stress of, like I said, being too cold, being too hot. Was I exposed to that flu? You know, that type of fright. I think I'm going to get sick. I think I'm going to die type of situation. It's really interesting. Um, but aconitum is the first remedy I always reach for if I suspect someone has been exposed to something. And then we have antimonium tart. Is the, that is an excellent flu respiratory remedy when there's that rattling, that wet cough or the rattling in the chest. I very often like to give that off and on with CarboVeg because the CarboVeg will help the oxygen, the lung, the tissue cells of the lung absorb oxygen better. And antimonium tart can be excellent for a cough and fever as well. Arsenicum, oh, I love this remedy. Any suspected exposure to a toxin, virus, bacteria, food poisoning. This is an excellent flu remedy, especially when the patient is restless, moving from one place to another, and they are thirsty for small sips of water. They'll say, oh, I'm so thirsty. You give them this big glass of water thinking they're going to guzzle the whole thing, and they just take a tiny sip. That's arsenicum album. And then we have Baptisia. Now, this is a super, 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 this is probably beyond the realm of RSV because this remedy is just so ill. They're so ill that they, they feel like their body's falling apart. Like they're, you know, they don't look under the covers to see where their legs are. They just, because they're so ill. The breath may even smell very foul. Like I said, that's probably more than any RSV patient would ever need. But it does come up in some of the rubrics. So I put it up here. Belladonna. Belladonna is the great viral interrupter and it's excellent for fevers that come on quickly and go to a high temperature. I always like to give aconitum first and then belladonna to help the patient overcome any exposure to a virus. So if, if you suspect your child has been exposed to RSV, bam, hit him with aconite and belladonna and chances are they won't even get ill. And you can give belladonna anytime you suspect someone has been exposed to a virus in your house. And then we move on to bromium. Now, bromium is an excellent remedy for lung issues. The lungs may feel like, you know, like a burning sensation. Their breathing may be difficult. They may have pain in their lungs. Anytime the inspiration is difficult. I will say that with um, RSV, they say it's the expiration, the exhalation that the, the patient has trouble with. Bromium is more for the inhalation. But if the other symptoms are there. The burning in the lungs, the pain in the lungs, don't hesitate to give a remedy if the other symptoms are there, if the, if the rubrics of the symptoms fit. Bryonia is a, a favorite influenza remedy anytime the patient feels worse for touch or movement. And this patient has, very, has a very great thirst. When I say a very great thirst, <laughs> I'm always, I, my Bryony patients, I'll say, hey, stop, stop. You're going to drown yourself because they just keep drinking, 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 drinking. And like I said, this is probably one of the, this is probably the number one remedy for influenza overall. If the keynotes are there, if that patient is he doesn't want you to even touch the sofa. Like if you're lying, the patient's lying on the sofa, he doesn't even want you to sit on it. He doesn't want you to touch him. He doesn't want any kind of movement. And then he's thirsty. And if he's got a, it doesn't matter if he has a fever, lung congestion, you know, if anything that's going on, if some sort of influenza or flu or anything, if those symptoms are worse for touch and thirsty, give Bryonia. That's, that's going to be a great remedy for you. And CarboVeg, again, um, this is an excellent, this is an excellent remedy to help oxygenate the blood. 
the patient, like I said, he may or may not have bluish skin or lips or nails. Um, that's when they start to have that bluish color around their lips or their mouth or their nails. Um, you know, they're actually, um, their oxygen levels are dropping too low, too fast. And it could actually, you know, I like to have one of those little oxygen meters um, so you can check oxygen levels in the home. And I know we're working to get those on our website um, because they're so handy to have on hand. But I like to give um, CarboVeg alternating with any other specific remedies during any, if you have a lung ailment, I like to give CarboVeg alternating with any other remedy that's specific to the other symptoms, simply because I can be more confident that their oxygen levels aren't dropping too low. Um, also, since COVID, I did learn that I like to give activated charcoal to any lung patient. And activated charcoal, they're just capsules that the patient swallows. They can take one to two or three a day, depending on how sick they are. But that helps to pull carbon monoxide from the body and from the lungs, which a lot of times when the lungs aren't functioning the way they're supposed to, especially through that COVID thing, the carbon monoxide builds up and that's why the patients are actually suffocating is because they can't uptake the oxygen. Not because they're not getting the oxygen, they can't uptake it because the carbon monoxide is covering the cellular tissue of the lungs. So activated charcoal we found really helps to pull that out. Along with the CarboVeg homeopathic remedy, it's, it's amazing how much more oxygen they'll have access to. Okay, and chamomile. Chamomile is an excellent constitutional remedy, especially for small children, and it helps to keep them calm and to keep any virus from going secondary. So if they get exposed to RSV, if their constitution is, you know, like obstinate and demanding, you know, like they, they whine and holler and they want, they want something, they want a bottle or they want a cookie or they want something. And you say, okay, fine, here, let, here, here you go. And you give it to them and they just look at it and throw it right back at you. You know, that's, the, <laughs> that's really a chamomile disposition and those children will really help. Um, the chamomile will help to calm them down. Um, it's also a good remedy to help to keep the inflammation from, you know, landing in those mucous membranes. Um, another remedy is crotalus whore. Now, again, this is beyond the scope of RSV, but it because it's a hemorrhagic remedy. And in other words, it's a great flu influenza remedy. Um, and it's very valuable during the flu or any other illness where there's bloody secretions coming from any orifice, like the nose, the you know, the ears, the the throat, any orifice where there's blood showing. Um, crotalus is an excellent remedy just to have on hand. And some people, and I say that because older people could actually start coughing up blood. Um, so it's not usually likely to happen with younger children, but it's good remedy to have on hand if if you you notice these things. Eupatorium is another remedy. Again, this is deep, deep bone pains. Oh, it even hurts to move the eyeballs. It's an excellent remedy for any type of flu where it's the pain is deep and great. Ferrumfoss. Ferrumfoss is a great kids remedy, especially if there's um, when the fevers come on slowly. And this is a cell salt that can be given intercurrently or alternating with other remedies because it's not likely to interfere with any other remedies being given. Gelsemium, uh, like Bryonia, is an excellent, excellent influenza remedy and can ease the discomfort of the flu. Now, this patient is very prostrate. He's like, he's like Bryonia, but he doesn't mind the touch or movement like Bryonia. And unlike Bryonia's deep thirst, Gelsemium is thirstless. 
And the headache is near the back of the head or the occiput, or it can begin in the back and then move up over the head. Where bryonia, the headache is generally in the front or the top of the head because bryonia is also the number one remedy for lack of fluids. Where China or cinchona is the number one remedy for loss of fluids, we think of bryonia when it's the lack of fluids. Okay, so then we have, I did throw on here a few more remedies here, hepersulf, Heparself because if, depending on the bark, if the child, it's, if it goes into a more of a bark rather like the croup rather than just a cough, heparself is excellent and works wonders with, along with aconite and spongia for that croup type situation because it helps with the inflammation of the throat. And calibic, again with calibic, a lot of times the sinus inflammation will start with a drippy nose or might even move into a stringy sinus situation and calibic is excellent for that nasal situation there and phosphorus i can't even talk about the lungs without mentioning phosphorus because this is a remedy i like to give anytime there's a cold or influenza that's headed to the lungs um, this remedy in a 30c potency or even lower works amazingly well to push the inflammation back up out of the lungs so that the body can more easily deal with it remember herring's law of cure up and out from within outward from most recent to earliest, these are this, these are the known as the direction of cure, and you never want to see anything heading south you, because that means it's going deeper, and you want to see it coming up and going out. Pulsatilla is another great constitutional remedy like chamomile, but this patient, instead of being obstinate and throwing things back at you, this patient is just whiny and clingy, and they just want to be carried and comforted. Um, and this also is sometimes just the perfect remedy just to keep inflammation from setting in and sometimes it's just enough to kick out anything that just is coming on. If you have a pulsatilla baby that's been exposed to RSV, this might just, like I said, just get rid of it. Roostox is a favorite remedy for many persons with the flu. This patient is restless and easily agitated. He cannot get comfortable. He'll, he'll move from the sofa to the chair, back to the sofa. He'll you know, he and he's thirstless as well. This remedy is often an excellent post-influenza remedy um, because uh, never well since the flu type of situation. A lot of people will have that and Roostox is excellent for that later complaint. And if that be the case, then you give it in a higher potency, like a 200. All of these remedies, I like to stay at a 30C or below when someone has an acute situation, like if they start to get symptomatic, if it's just early on, if you're given aconite and belladonna, sure, you can give your kid 200 C potencies because you're addressing the what if situation. But once they develop a cough or develops a situation, I do like the lower potencies. Once in a while, you'll find someone who responds better to a 200 or even a 1M, but if they're sick, it's rare. If they like a lot of times they'll respond the best to a 30C. But you can play with the potencies. You know, um, I, I like to. You know, everybody knows I like low potencies, but you can play with them and you can use higher potencies if that's what works in your family. And the last remedy I have listed here is the spongia or the spongia. And this remedy again, I like to use alternating with aconite, heparsulf, and then the spongia trio. It's um, Boinhausen's. Um, trio for the croup. And again, it can be very, very helpful for RSV symptoms simply because the croup affects the mucous membranes of the throat, like in diphtheria. It actually, they inflame. And so that's what causes that wheezing. And in RSV, you'll have that wheezing sound as well, but usually when it's exhaled instead of inhaled. But wheezing is wheezing. So this may be very well be a very helpful remedy for anyone who has the RSV in their home. 
So again, with that, I do suggest everyone get the RSV Nozodes if they can get their hands on them. Like I said, our members have access to that. That there are other pharmacies that you can, you know, you can possibly get the Nozodes from. I do like Dr. Isaac Golden's 200 and then 10M, but 200 would be sufficient for the active, <laughs> the you know, it's going through the town, it's going across the country, 200. I like to just give that every other week during the active phase of an illness. And that's what I've always found is very, very helpful for our families. So with that, folks, I'm going to let you go. You know, I just hope this has been really helpful. If you're a member, jump on and, and grab this printable because there's a lot of good information on there. If you're not a member, consider becoming a member sometime and join us because we're just, we're having a lot of fun with our, our members corner and I'm making a lot of really good friends. All right. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.